Hello, welcome to He's Hot, but something's off with me, just Joey T. First of all, I want to say thank you to everyone that's left a tip on my YouTube channel for these uh, podcasts. Um, there is a tipping feature uh, on some YouTube channels. Mine's monetized, so um, it's turned on on my channel, but I didn't even know because I've never usually go into the comment section for almost anything. But I learned really early on to not pay that much attention to comments that people make, especially stuff you just like put out onto the internet to like the public. So all my YouTube channels are public videos. So anyone on the internet can just go and watch them, but they can also leave a comment. And when my videos got a little bit of popularity, maybe like, I don't know, four or five, six years ago, that's when I start to notice some of the comments are not super nice. So that's when I learned uh, to not really go into the comments and pretty much just pay not much attention to them. But for these podcasts, it's, it's a new thing I'm doing and I am posting them to my YouTube channel. Once in a great while, when I remember to, I'll peek into the comment section for uh, the video version of this podcast uh, on YouTube. It's also available on Spotify, by the way. And there's been a couple of times where some of you have left me a tip in the comments for these podcasts, video podcast episodes on YouTube. So thank you so much for doing that. I really do appreciate it. The funny thing is I've never gotten a tip for any other video that I've ever posted. Not that I think so anyways, because I haven't really checked. But yeah, some of the, my most popular videos that have gotten hundreds of thousands of views or something, I don't think I've ever gotten a tip for those. So it's yeah, just thank you so much. And I did have one listener ask me recently um, about, am I actually going to do the Patreon so I can talk about maybe some of the more juicy things. And it's something I really would love to do. And my response to that uh, listener was, well, two things for right now. Uh, one, I'm not sure if there's enough interest to do a Patreon. And if I were to do a Patreon, I want to make sure that if a Patreon is paid, you'd be paying like three or five or whatever amount of dollars per month for it. I want to make sure that if I'm taking your money, I can definitely give you all, all the subscribers, something that is going to be worth your money every single month. I would like it to be a little bit more than just like an extra podcast every one or two weeks or whatever. Um, but I've not really done a Patreon before. I don't know what all the features and things are. I think there's a internal forum for all the members to like kind of chat and stuff like that. And I think I can interact directly with all the subscribers, something like that. But yeah, if you still want me to do a Patreon, I just want to make sure that um, it's going to be worth people's money to sign up. And there's enough of you that might want to sign up to basically make it worth your while. You know, I want to, if I'm taking your money, I want to take it seriously. But yeah, leave a comment in, I guess, the YouTube comment section for any of my podcast videos. Yeah, if you want that to happen, but I'm so interested in doing that. Now, one thing I've always wanted to talk about on the podcast was the gym because I go to the gym all the time. I go like six days a week and I have um, a lot of opinions on uh, the gym in general. But let me preface it by saying this. Um, I don't care what you're really doing at the gym in terms of like the exercises. I am not a trainer. I'm not a fitness professional. I go to the gym all the time, but that doesn't really give me 
much qualification on saying, oh, whether your form is good or not, or whether you're doing exercises properly, or whether, you know, those are the right exercises you should be doing. I mean, everyone has like thoughts in their head, but for most people going to the gym, they should probably just keep those thoughts to themselves when they're looking at other people working out. Um, but the one thing I will say about me at the gym personally is I give a lot of resting bitch face at the gym, not intentionally, but when I'm at the gym, I have my spreadsheet that is the list of exercises I'm supposed to do that day. I know how many reps and sets of each exercise I'm supposed to do. I know the order of exercises to do them in. I know which piece of equipment I need to use. So for me, when I go to the gym, it's very much like, okay, go down the list, do these things, and then leave. The gym is not a social place for me. I think for a lot of people, they do know what have they have gym buddies or they know uh, a lot of other people that go to the same gym. So like they socialize. That's great. I'm not opposed to socializing. I should probably do more, honestly, because I'm such an introvert. I'm, I'm so independent. But when I'm at the gym, I already have this mindset that, okay, I need to do these exercises and I need to hit these targets. And then once I'm done at the gym, I'm very tired. Even during the exercises, I'm like very, very tired because I'm trying to like push myself to do more reps or heavier weights or more sets uh, every single time that I have at the gym. That's why I write everything down. I did maybe like 20 push-ups this time. So next time I go, I'll try to do 21 or try to do 22. Maybe I bench press like 150 pounds. So next time I'll try 155, 160. So that's really kind of where my head is at whenever I'm at the gym, which combined with my natural RBF and combined with like my just focus on like pushing and like all that stuff um, does not, I think, make me look very approachable at the gym because I'm tired. I'm like trying to push really hard to like do better every time on each of the exercises and my natural RBF. Um, I don't look very approachable. Maybe I even look a little angry, but that's not intentional. So if you ever like see me at the gym and I look like pissed off um well I, I could maybe be upset about something and i'm just channeling that energy that negative energy into like my workouts which for me i uh usually gives me pretty good physical results if i channel some sort of anger into my exercise uh, however 90 percent of the time just know that i'm not actually upset or angry or pissed off i'm just well natural rbf number one and number two i'm just probably focusing very hard on like the exercises themselves. Um, I hope I'm not like scaring other people at the gym with like the way I look. The only thing that me personally that might upset me when I'm at the gym is people that don't have very good gym etiquette. Now there's no, there's not a lot of set rules, like hard rules when you go to the gym, right? Um, like the gym itself might have rules for like certain things like you know maybe like they don't want to have food on the floor or the on the on the in the gym or something like that but i think what's so much more impressive to me is not the super muscular people that can bench press like three thousand pounds or can do like a million push-ups or anything like that the people that are courteous at the gym 
even if they don't look like they uh, know what they're doing at the gym in terms of the exercises, or even if they're like uh, not even using weights or like they're using like the lightest weights possible or something, I don't care about that. Everyone's got their own fitness goals, but like what I really admire and respect are the people who are courteous at the gym and realize that the gym is a public space that is shared with others and you have a lot of equipment that everyone is wanting to use. And if you are like courteous and you're aware of that and you're respectful of others because it is a shared space, that is what is going to be most impressive. Like the guy who's bench pressing a million pounds, I could give a toss about, you know, that, that doesn't impress me literally, but you know, like, putting the weights back where they're supposed to be. Like there's a, a, a rack where all the dumbbell weights are supposed to go. A lot of people don't put the weights back onto the rack. They're just like, they just leave them on the floor. Like that's, I consider it to be not great gym etiquette, right? Like put the weights back where they're supposed to be. You know, the weight, the dumbbell rack is marked with like exactly which weights are supposed to go where, but that's where people are going to look for the weights you know, you don't want to like leave it in some random corner of the gym because that's not very courteous because other people might want to use those weights, those dumbbells. It's in a random corner of the gym far away from the rack and it's like no one else can use them. This sounds like common sense, but there have been times where like I find weights and equipment, I find dumbbells that are in like a random corner of the gym and some could have easily just pick those weights up and put them back on the weight rack. So it's stuff like that. That's what I mean by like the general gym etiquette. There's not like a hard rule that says you must put the weights back. Although pretty much every gym I ever went to have little signs where the weight rack is to remind people to please put the weights back when they're done with it. Um, so things like that is where I'm like, I, I get sometimes a little upset, you know, like it's, it's a shared space, especially if it's like rush hour and that's like a bunch of people at the gym. It, it, the, the gym sometimes is tight. There are a lot of people that go at like four or five or 6 PM, but that's maybe the only time they can go just a little courtesy and just, you know, like put the weights back, you know, just little things like that. Wipe down the bench. You really sometimes are not aware how sweaty you are. So, you know, just at least with your towel, like a wet wipe or something, just, you know, wipe down the, wipe down the bench. Just little things like that. Those are the things that sometimes at the gym uh, pisses me off just a, a little bit. The other thing about the gym is, um, at my gym at least, there are a lot of gay guys that go there. It's the Crunch in West Hollywood. It's one of the gayest gyms I've been to, and that's probably why I go anyways. Um, there are, sometimes when you're working out, you're, you're just in the gym, and Sometimes you make like an avert eye contact with someone and I can never tell. Well, maybe this is not, maybe not gym specific. This is just like life in general. I can never tell if someone's looking at me because it was like an accidental glance or if they're looking at me because like I have a booger on my face or like I've got, I don't know, something is up with how I look um, or if like, oh, are they checking you out? Because all the looks are the same. And especially in the gym situation, I am too focused on my exercises to really know. To, first of all, I'm not there to socialize, like I said. And second, I'm like too focused on my exercises to 
decipher what kind of look someone's giving me? Are you giving me a look because like I left a bench dirty by accident or like that I spilled my drink or something and I didn't notice? Like, I don't know what it is. Um, so this is like something that I'm thinking about. Sometimes this gives me anxiety in public. Um, but at the gym, I can definitely tell there are some, there are a lot of the folks that uh, I see at the gym are regulars and I see them all the time. But because I'm not there to socialize, I don't actually know who they are. And sometimes I can't tell, are you looking at me because you're checking me out? Or are you looking at me because I did something wrong? Are you looking at me because you think the exercise I'm doing is funky? Or do I, do I, do I have like some snot coming out of my nose? So I, I, I never really know. It is like, because it's such like a gay gym, I feel like it is like a little bit flirty and thirsty. I've heard some stories about some things that have happened at that gym um, in like the locker rooms, for example, which I'm not going to go into. Um, I don't think uh, Spotify or YouTube or whatever would like me sharing those types of stories. Again, these are the types of things maybe I can talk about on a Patreon. Uh, but yeah, um, I've definitely heard some stories of some things that have gone on. So it is maybe like a slightly thirsty gym. But the thing is, in the locker room, I'm there to like put my bag away and change. Um, usually I change in the house into my gym clothes. Then I walk to the gym. So when I go to the locker room, I just put my bag away and lock it, grab my water bottle and gloves. And I don't shower at the gym. When I'm done at the gym, go to the locker room, I grab my stuff and I just walk out. I don't even change. Once I get home, I'll change or shower or do whatever because I don't really see the point personally to like shower in the uh, gym. Oh, one thing today, I walked to, I went to the gym today and uh, in the locker rooms and I was just walking down to where I usually uh, pick a locker. And then there was this guy that had, he was naked with a towel. He was about to shower or he had just showered, I guess. And he had one foot like, up on the bench, like, spread eagle. And, like, the only thing kind of sort of covering it was, like, a locker door that was, like, open. And I, I saw it just, like, out of the corner of my eye. And I kind of make it a point to, like, not look and stare uh, in the locker room. Like, if someone's, like, changing or whatever and my locker's nearby, I'll probably, like, face away from them, not because I think they're like nasty or disgusting or whatever, but like it's not a place where like you want to gawk and whatever. You know, like maybe some of the guys like it. Some of the guys are pretty thirsty in there. Some of them are actually pretty hot, but you know, I don't want to make it uncomfortable for anyone when all you're doing is just getting changed. And I'm not there to like check out anyone's goods either. So like I try to like not stare or look at people like in the locker room if they're like changing or just in a tower naked or whatever but like this guy i guess he was on his phone or something and he just like one leg just like propped up on the bench wide open like yeah and like and i grabbed the locker nearby but it was like facing away from him so i was like grabbing my shoes grabbing my gloves you know doing doing my thing just putting my bag away putting stuff into the locker and probably like a minute's gone by and then I kind of turned to, like, uh, leave the locker room. And he's still in the exact same pose. He's got, like, one leg on the ground. The other leg's on the bench. Legs wide open, completely naked. He had a towel on, but I don't think his, his towel was definitely not covering the candy store. It was, like, around the back of his waist or, like, around his neck or something like that. And I was like, 
is that a isn't that a little too obvious that you're fishing for some action? Like in no in in no way can that be like a natural pose that he inadvertently like took on while he was distracted by being on his phone. Like you can't be senator naked, one leg on a bench, legs wide open, like spread out, and that can't be like a natural pose for anyone. So yeah. Um that was interesting to see. I mean, there there are a lot of thirsty gay guys that go there. Anyways, changing topic now. Uh, I've been on this career break for a good seven or eight months now. What I've realized this week is I think I'm ready to go back to work, like a nine to five. Um, there are side hustles that I'm working on to bring in a little bit of money, which has been fun to kind of like concentrate on. But, you know, a side hustle is just that. It's just a side hustle, a little extra money. It's not going to, like, pay my mortgage or anything. And I am trying to start up a business, but it's not so time and labor intensive, the business, that um, it, I, I can't also have, like, a full-time job at the same time as doing that. And I think I'm ready to go back to work. Yeah, I think I'm ready to do like a regular day job and to do like a nine to five. So I've been thinking about this a lot and I've been trying to not give myself uh, too much guilt for taking this time off uh, because I very much have this mindset, probably part of kind of growing up and I was taught to like always have like a steady paycheck. So when I don't have a steady paycheck, there's always this part of my brain that gets like very, very nervous and is telling me like, you're a slacker, stop slacking off, go get a job and go get a paycheck. Um, so that is still always a little bit there and I manage it. Uh, but I think I'm at a point now where I can do a nine to five and not rip my hair out, which was the state that I was in back in December. Um, I have been, even like three or four months ago, I've been casually for a while now looking at different job postings um, in the IT world. And I think I would probably want to return to that type of IT role I had before. And, but nowadays, I think I'm ready to like step it up a little bit. Unfortunately, there hasn't been that many IT roles that I've been seeing that's kind of like what I want to do. And I mentioned this once before, I think on the last podcast, I'm going to be pickier about the type of company I work for. I can't just be like, uh, for lack of a term, like a boring company where I don't really feel a connection to what they do. It's got to have to be like something slightly interesting, uh, something I feel some amount of passion about. I think this was talked about a lot in terms of millennials uh, recently, or maybe it's been a few years where they said, uh, it must be written by people that are not millennials, but they're saying millennials uh, place uh, more emphasis on working for an organization that they feel some sort of uh, passion uh, about where they can get behind like the cause, quote unquote, of that organization or of that company. You know, that's more important to millennials than a lot of other uh, cohorts, especially like older cohorts, whereas maybe for some boomers or something, it's like, well, a job's a job, just go do it. Um, so there are people that have made fun of that. 
Um, so it almost feels a little bit silly to say that now, but I really feel that that was true. Uh, this was last year when I was on the job hunt last summer. That's where I switched from one job to another. And when I was doing that job hunt, there was the Trevor project. Actually, I remember had a uh, job posting for a um, head of IT that I thought, wow, this is like an organization I would love to be a part of. This is the type of role that I, that's kind of up my alley um, that I would be like uh, challenged on that I think I could do really, really well. Um, they didn't get back to me, which is like, hey, like, no, uh, completely fine, right? You know, you, you do a job posting, you get hundreds of applicants, you know, you can't reply to everyone, you know, uh, no ill will, obviously. I love the Trevor Project. I love what they do. But to be able to find some sort of organization where I really identify and kind of support what they do, that has the type of role, which is the type of IT role that I want, is a little bit difficult. But yeah, I think I'm ready to like look in a more serious capacity for a job. So what I'm telling myself is, okay, we, we're probably not going to find the, the ideal dream job tomorrow or even maybe for like a few months, but we need to like put in some effort now, but uh, just don't stress out so much if nothing good materializes for like a few months. So I'm not pushing myself too hard to have like a hard deadline for when I need to have the job again. The side hustle is bringing in just enough money to have things be comfortable, to not have that day job for a little while now. And I'm just trying to not make myself feel bad that it will take a little bit of time before I will have that day job again. And in the meantime, I'm just trying to give myself permission to like just enjoy the summer, basically. Um, so I've got some trips coming up that I would like to take. Nothing set in stone yet. Um, I would love to go on to the Med Cruise, the Atlantis uh, Mediterranean Cruise in August slash September. So that's something I'm looking into right now. Um, I wanted to go down to Sydney, actually, uh, because it's winter in Sydney, the Southern Hemisphere. And I've got um, a lot of good friends down there. And I thought, oh, it's off season. Maybe the uh, tickets will be kind of cheap. They were not as cheap as I thought. So unfortunately, I had to nix that idea. But I did just, uh, I did just book a trip back to Vancouver to visit family in a couple of weeks. I'm thinking about maybe doing market days in Chicago because I love market days so much. It's so much fun. Um, I, I don't have that many like of my uh, closer friends that are going this year, but there's also other stuff going on. But I do know people, some people in Chicago. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll just fly there solo and just kind of make it a trip and just, yeah, have some fun. And I'm also thinking about trips further down the year as well. David Lamb and I were just talking about White Party Bangkok for New Year's, and then we actually uh, did some bookings uh, on that opportunistically uh, this past weekend. Yeah, so it's a lot to look forward to. I do kind of, I am at the point somehow um, that I think I'm I'm ready to do the 9 to 5, and assuming I can find a company that I care enough for in terms of what they do in their mission, Assuming I have like a good manager, there's like a good team, there's good people, and there's like a good culture, I think I could be happy again doing the IT and the nine to five. So that's like a little bit of a milestone. I 
was kind of sort of waiting for that point to come around uh, ever since um, I started the career break. Because when I saw the career break, it was like, okay, I'm burnt out doing the nine to five. The only thing I knew was I need to like stop doing this for my own sanity and for my mental health. And I took the break and I already had a few trips planned for the beginning of that break. Uh, and then a few months in after all the trips were over, it was a little bit like purgatory kind of, I don't know if that's like the right word or thing to compare it to, but it was like, okay, I'm on this break. I have kind of gone on a few vacations and had my playtime for uh, a few months now. What next? It was kind of sort of like floating in the ether for like a little bit from like March until now. Um, I have, you know, like without that though, I wouldn't have had the idea to like try to start my own business. So that was one thing that came out of it. Um, I wouldn't have been able to advance some of my side hustles uh, if I didn't have like the extra time and extra focus I was able to kind of dedicate to those side hustles. So there's that too. But those are, it wasn't really, I, was, I kept on thinking, what is like the goal? What's the thing I'm trying to achieve now with the career break? Like what's what's going on? Like what's next? You know, uh, so, but I think I'm finally at the point now, out of nowhere it popped up. It was, because I couldn't tell you like this was something I was working towards. It was like a roadmap I was following, but I was not following any roadmap. I was just like, blindfold on just fooling around in the dark i didn't know what was happening what was going on but am i supposed to feel a certain way at a certain point in time yeah but uh yeah luckily this 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 kind of milestone happened out of nowhere and yeah i think i'm ready to go back to work uh which is great if you know any it jobs can you <laughs> comment in the youtube section for this video and then maybe um i will put them up all right uh, I want to wrap up this episode of the podcast like I wrapped up most episodes of the podcast, talking just a little bit about RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. Well, some stars, season eight, we've made it to the final two. And the previous episode that aired um, just now was the Fame Games uh, Talent Extravaganza. And I thought it was great that all the queens, bar Heidi, were able to come back and kind of have a whole episode just about them, basically. And they were all each able to basically have some stage time to kind of do kind of whatever they want for like a minute. Um, so that was like really, really awesome. I love seeing Lala Ree's performance. I really liked. I love Jessica Wilde's performance as well. I love uh, Nisha Lopez's performance. I also really liked as well. Um, the twist that they had with like, the 2x, 3x, 4x points for like the top two of the returning queens that Mama Ru picked. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. It was, this might sound a little pessimistic, but it almost felt like this was production's way to basically control the narrative and heavily bias the fame games in favor of two queens in particular. But it's to give some like, 2x and 3x as many points as everyone else that's a huge 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 advantage so we obviously probably don't get to see what the tally is at the end so i felt like this was maybe a way for production to be like well we want it to be like uh one of these two people or we want it to be like this person 
let's devise a quote-unquote twist that we can put into uh, the show at this last minute so that it makes it look like uh, to basically have it as an excuse for when we pick one of these two winners that it kind of still looks organic, right? Honestly, they didn't even have to, like, do this twist for that. If production wants someone to win the Fame Games, like, they're just going to say, oh, the winner is so-and-so. And, like, because they never are going to review the tally of the votes for the Fame Games anyways. But this extra twist, I felt like, eh, I don't know. It, it, it felt a little unnecessary. It almost makes it look like it's rigged. I mean, even if it is rigged, like, you don't have to tell people. Just keep that silent, right? They could have just had everyone do their talent, um, and then, you know, everyone got their critiques, and it was like, hey, go vote for the fame game. So, like, I don't know how I feel about them doing this, like, top two fame game queens, 2x, 3x points, or whatever. Um, I think I could have just have done without that, to be completely honest. All right, and that wraps up another episode of the podcast. Again, if you want me to do a Patreon and you have ideas for, like, juicy topics you would like to have me talk about or, um, yeah, if you just like the idea of me doing a Patreon, please let me know. Like, I will do it, and I will put in the effort to make sure it's worth, like, all the time of all the people that would subscribe to it. I really would want to do like a really good job for you guys. And also remember, we have the video version of this podcast on not just my YouTube channel, just Joey T, but also on Spotify as well. And until next time, bye.